Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Hello, I'm Kim Bloomer. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Jeannie Thomason, one of your other hosts, with Chase snoring loudly in the background. Oh, yeah, she's our third host. (laughs) She is. We're going to have to start including her, I'm afraid. Uh, Today's uh, show is First Aid Care for Pets, and we're going to be speaking with Tom Soames. And we'll tell you a little bit uh, more about him in a minute. Uh, Also, I want to remind everybody about Newfie Palooza 2008 that's coming up in May. And you can go to their website at www.northcentralnewf.org and be a part of supporting that wonderful organization because this helps the Newfoundland breed across the United States. No, I don't have one. I just really like them (laughs) because I like what they do to help humans, and they're just a really wonderful, um, great breed. So we will be talking with Tom Soames. Um, He is known as the Pet Safety Guy. We'll be right back. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally will be right back. Flight 291 is now boarding. All passengers, please proceed to gate 4. And who is this traveling with us today? This is Bailey. She's never flown Midwest Airlines before. Hi, Bailey. She'll be fine. We take special care of our traveling pets. In fact, our premier pet program was created by an employee and dog lover who believes that pets should be handled as precious cargo. And they are. Oh, and they earn travel rewards, too. Oh, good. Thanks for flying Midwest Airlines, Bailey. Enjoy your flight. Visit MidwestAirlines.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Welcome to Personals.com. As a fellow cat owner, I know how finicky we are. From our friendships to our loves to just about everything, not any old website is going to satisfy us. Here at Personals.com, cat lovers from all walks of life can celebrate the photos, the stories, and videos of their beloved family member. And if you're single, here's your chance to meet someone who's perfect for you. Share your personality today for free 
See you soon. Personals.com. That's P-U-R-R-S-O-N-A-L-S.com. Finally, a place to meet that special person. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a -a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. As I said before the little break, we are speaking today with Tom Soames. He is known as the Pet Safety Guy. He has written a wonderful, wonderful um, guidebook called Knowing Your Pet's Health is a Guide for Optimal Wellness. I love this, from snout to tail. And he has, we're going to be talking about the book and also the Million Petizen Rally today and then some tips for you on how to keep your pet safety through the coming summer months, which, of course, if you're in Australia, that doesn't count as winter. <laughs> but anyway, welcome, Tom. It's great to have you on the show with us. Oh, thank you. I'm just thrilled to be here. This is awesome. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I was reading all about your biography and so forth, and you were actually in human health for a long time, weren't you? Um, yeah, I've always had a, a, a passion for, I'm a quick processor, so I've always had a passion for that quick response in emergency medical situations. I put myself, um, I originally trained with the Michigan State Police in underwater recovery, which means we used to cut holes in the ice, go down and recover dead bodies. Yeah. So it was, yeah, much too late for first aid or second aid or third aid or anything yeah. else, just recovery. Um, and then um, I put myself through college working for ambulance services, and then fast forward, I actually became uh, affiliate faculty at the cardiac training Center at Scripps Mercy Hospital, which all just sounds highfalutin, but uh, you know, we, we taught the first aid, we taught the, the CPR. I had my own company, which and we still have to this day, and it's called Professional Emergency Training. And we trained CPR, we trained first aid for humans, we had a real A-list of clients, the city of San Diego, which is where we live, West Coast, we always have summer here, always have insects. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so... What happened, the way this thing, whole thing got started was in 1995, I was teaching a class for the city of San Diego, and this guy goes, Tom, this is a great class, you know, how would I do this to my dog? And it's the power of one question, and that started, that started our company, Pet Tech. And it's interesting because, I, I like to say this because it's where your passion meets your destiny. Uh-huh. The name of our other company was Professional Emergency Training, which spells pet. Oh, oh my goodness! sound effects here because it was just, it's just amazing how that works out. So right. it was, it's been a great ride so far. I love that you are teaching something that is so important. And you know what? I would bet 
that a big majority of pet owners don't even know what to do if their pet is choking or how to do CPR. And yes, you can do CPR and Heimlich maneuver on your pets. And, you know, Jeannie and I have some documents for people to download on our site, but this is, I thought this was really important because you really, you give hands-on training around the country. You have a booklet out. I mean, you're really, really working to help um, keep our pets safe. And I, and I thought that was really great that you had taken your 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 human training and applied it to animals and as you say in a lot of your in a lot of the times that you speak Tom you say uh, you know, pets are an extension of our family or part of our family so it just stands to reason that we ought to know these things yeah we, we call them furry four-legged family members <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and and you teach things about from injuries on uh, you know heat stroke burns frostbite hypothermia all that kind of thing and i Real excited that there is such a program, and I know that you're around uh, all over the country. And your your program is um, the Pet Tech program, right? I'm going to keep reiterating. And oh, you yeah, are the author. Isn't this the you have the Pet First Aid and Care Handbook, and now your new one is Knowing Your Pet's Health. Correct. Yeah, the, well, what, what happened is in the early years, we only taught just the pet first aid. And then as we had more and more pet owners, and, and let me back up a second. Honestly, the very first uh, students that came to our pet first aid class, they were there because they were like moving away from pain value. And they were there because they actually had something happen to their pet and they never wanted to feel that helpless or hopeless again because mm-hmm. they, they didn't know what to do. Now people are being more proactive in their pet's health. And yes. So they're, 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 they're taking this course in, in advance. And what's, we are the premier pet first aid and care training in the country. And in our pet saver training, which is eight hours long, it is a full day, it was designed from the ground up for pet care professionals, like pet sitters, dog obedience trainers, right. animal operators, groomers, mm-hmm. et cetera. And we teach over 50 actions for survival in, in, that, in that eight hours. That's so, amazing. Yeah. Wow. That's it's how long it takes for, to do a human health first aid mm-hmm. because I've done that. And it's an eight-hour program also. That's great. Well, one of the things is that we have a multi-modality teaching style, so it's not just a talking head and this kind of stuff there. You know, we, we use head, hands, and heart. Actually, one of our sayings is, it'd be great if you had a first aid pet, first aid kit. It'd be great if, you had, if the pet got hurt right in front of an emergency animal hospital, mm-hmm. but that, that's not reality. Right. The, the biggest resource you have is you have your head, you have your hands, and you have your heart. So we want you to use your head, be careful with your hands, because you have a heart. Mm. Wow! <laughs> yeah, that's great. I tell you, um, it's it's interesting to me um, how many people have uh, told us after the fact, and so this isn't any longer just for pet professionals, right? This is for pet owners. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the, the pet care professional. I, I we've actually changed our marketing strategy because we used to say, oh, you know, you wouldn't if you had two legged kids, you wouldn't leave them at a daycare if they weren't trained in first aid. So why are you leaving your furry four legged family members in the right. care of somebody if they're not trained? But the, the the thing is, really, we we say now that anyone who puts their hand on a pet in the course of their day should be trained in pet first aid. Hmm. You know, and that's important. It's real important. And, and, and it's a little bit different. And what I like, and I think anybody who's listening probably has had at some point in your life, at least I hope you have, human um, CPR training or first aid training. Um, and when I was working um, in a kennel, we had to get, of course, we had to get 
the whole thing, the whole first day training, and it was a, an eight-hour course for us. But we didn't have little doggy bodies like you have <laughs> to show how to, how to do these things on. So I thought that was really cool that you have, you know how we have the human um, the human dummy. Well, you have the dog dummy. Of course, I don't. Actually, we call those mannequins. In, okay. the, in the human world, those are mannequins, and the students are the dummies. Very good. <laughs> there goes like the, there goes the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, that's, we probably would all concur. Well, Tom, there was a couple of things that we wanted to talk with you about that we know we really felt that our audience, because this is more edutainment, uh, we wanted to have people learn some of these things. And one of the things that really got my attention was that you teach about fire safety and what can happen. Right. So many animals are lost uh, during a fire in the home. Yeah. You get out, home, you get home your fire. out, yeah. but the, but the animals die. And um, so if you could talk a little bit with us about some of the steps to help keep our pets safe. And let's, let's be proactive in preventing that from happening. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big piece to look at. Because one of the things that we teach is, and, you know, this kind of goes back to the American psychosis, is that we kind of want to be able to lead any kind of lifestyle we want until we're 50, 60 years old, and then take one pill and reverse heart disease. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that sounds normal. And uh-huh. uh, the thing is, is that we actually teach more of a, a holistic view of, of pet care. And if you go to our website, the doggydogyourok.com website, we talk about being a pedison. And the pedison is actually the owner and and the and the pet. It's it's a unique relationship. So you, you need to have a, a more of a holistic view of when you're talking about the fire safety. So what we're going to definitely talk about is is preventative actions that you can take. You know, we definitely talk about having an emergency escape route for your house, but having someone who's assigned to every one of the pets in the house. One of my favorite places for anyone to meet outside of the house is the fire hydrant. It's not that the dog would go there naturally, but that's where the EMS personnel are going to gather. That's where you're going to find, you know, the, 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 the fire truck, those kind of things there. So you want to make sure that you have, you know, to get that pet out. Um, we were just talking to a, a pet sitter, and we were talking about what happens if something happens to the pet sitter, and now they have 10 pets in that day that they've got to take care of. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to have a, 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 in the human world, we call it the link in the chain of survival, but it's really a link in the chain of communication so that you, you know where everybody's at. With cell phones nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's really great. We talk about having... Um, like a crate and w- the things you want to have in the crate and it's it's not just fire but it's the devast- one of the things I say is that you know we've our our generation here has supersized everything. We used to just have little tiny local disasters like a uh, you know a tornado or something like that. Well, we've supersized them to the size of Katrina, where it's now like multi states that, that are affected. So right. you want to have uh, you know things outside the home. Um, I know. I, I, well, like a crate, you said, and, and different things that you can keep to to contain your animal if they get hurt. Uh, and if they're if they're if a fireman's you know tearing down your door to get into the house and you have animals inside and if they're hurt animals are going to bite they're going to bite if they're scared or hurt one of the things we, one of our little mantras with pet tech any pet that's in pain or you're going to move it into pain they can and will bite mm-hmm. so we do teach restraint and muzzling which you don't get in human first aid classes restraint right. and muzzling we're well, hoping you anyway. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, but one of the, we talk about putting things inside of the uh, 
in, inside of the crate. So I was, where I was going with that is not just for fire, but for the bigger disasters. You mm-hmm. want to have, you know, food, medications. We used to teach that you wanted to have like 10 days of medications or, or foods. We're now teaching 30 days because a couple years ago in Florida when they had the really bad hurricane, and I forget the name of the hurricane, uh, but they were having problems getting medications to the humans down there. Mm-hmm. They actually yeah. went to veterinarian hospitals and took medications away from the veterinarian hospitals right. for human use. Right. So, so the pets are, you know, they're, they're way they're, they're at the back of the line. They are, and Katrina really kind of proved that out. And so it's just real important for everybody to be proactive in having a first aid kit put together. And, Tom, your book really lays this out really nicely. And I'm just going to give our audience what is inside so they'll know what what this will um, help them be prepared for you. you talk about the human animal bond, which of course is a big part of our show, and knowing Absolutely. your pet and you know you, you also have this really cool snout to tail assessment and how to assess your pet 's vitals and this is real important, everybody. the role of quality nutrition for your pet can 't say that often enough. And you talk about the 10 ingredients, you know, you, you do go, in, go into what's in pet food. So, of course, with the pet food recalls, everybody knows what can happen. Um, you talk about pure water for your pet, um, how uh, pet to actions to take each day and supplementation, exercise, training, socialization, grooming, and then getting prepared for those emergencies that inevitably happen in every pet owner's home, poisoning, actions for survival, plant and household poisons chart and also euthanasia and pet loss. And the nice thing about pet loss is that um, we have added another element to the pet world now, which is hospice. So that adds another another option to people, the third option for them. So, uh, I mean, but it, this book is great because it really will help the everyday pet owner know what to do. Some of the things that are popping up in our chat room here, Tom, is that people are interested in knowing about what could they do to protect their pet, you know, in case of car accidents? And like we said at the top of the hour, car accidents are something that seem to happen this time of year because everybody thinks, well, shoot, we want to get out and flex our wings. It's kick up our heels. It's spring. And so do, so we should let our animals loose. So that happens a lot. And, of course, people are out traveling and camping and that sort of thing. So their pets are with them, and that's when we end up with these kind of situations. So We actually uh, have an, an acronym, and, and it's called PET-AID, P-E-T-A-I-D. And what that covers is actually the priorities and concerns for emergency pet care, how to respond. And, okay. and the P stands for protect the pet the people, and yourself, because we don't want one accident to become two accidents. And uh, one of my classic stories is we had a woman who, who took my class, and she literally saw her own dog get hit by a car. Mm-hmm. She was out in her front yard watering her garden, and her dog was out there like always, and her son ran out the front gate, and she didn't hit- didn't think anything of it because her dog was always so good, except for this time. And the dog just bolted straight out the gate, went to go across the street, and she saw her own dog get hit by a car. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, all she could think about was her furry four-legged family member. She drops the hose. She goes running out in the street. She gets down to her dog, and another car came along, locked up its brakes, and stopped. She said, like, 18 inches from her face. Oh, my God. She, she, you know, I, I teach. If something would have happened to her, would she have been able to take care of her pet? 
Correct. And absolutely the answer is no there. So that's the P. The E is, is environment. We talk about environment a lot, whether it's the holidays or the seasons. Um, one of the uh, fun things we do inside of the, my training is that we say, name a holiday, and you can name any holiday, and I can tell you one, two, three, or even more dangers to, mm-hmm. to your, your pets in your household. And then the T stands for traffic, and that's the one that we really talk about. We talk about the cat should be crated, the dog should be in a harness, uh, one of the, the big dangers that have come along with, uh, and the harness should be a, a full body harness. It should come across the chest. And there's, there's lots of good brands out there that you can look at there uh, because you want to p- prevent that pet from becoming a projectile. And that dog could hurt itself. That dog could uh, hurt some another passenger in the car. And I think you kind of alluded to it um, that if for some reason you were knocked unconscious and that dog was in the car was not knocked unconscious and EMS personnel came up and they're going to try it's, it's human life over pet life as far as mm-hmm. EMS mm-hmm. emergency medical system sure. and so the, the, the dog is like I'm protecting my owner is going to go into Cujo mode mm-hmm. and 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 it's human life over pet life. I mean, they, they will put that dog down. We have canine officers who are instructors for us because we do have a three-day instructor training program where you can you know, teach our program for fun and profit, as I say. And, um, <laughs> um, and, and so you really want to address that. Another big danger of the pet riding in the car is uh, airbags. You know, we, we all know that small children shouldn't be sitting in the front seat. The airbags deploy at over 200-plus miles per hour, which can cause head and neck injury. Well, it can also cause head and neck injury to the dog sitting up there. But sure. uh, I know this is radio, but you, we are, all can imagine the visual of the dog sitting up there, wide-eyed, just loving to look around with its tongue hanging way out its mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, when that airbag deploys, it can actually amputate the tongue. Hmm. And that can make this a terminal situation because it's yeah. a very, very large blood supply to the tongue. You yeah. know, so many people don't even restrain their, their dogs in the, in the car, Tom. You know, I mean, they, I don't think they're aware that there are doggy seat belts and even, you know, crates are a lot safer than just leaving them loose in the car, right? Oh, absolutely. You, you, you want to make sure the, the cat especially should be in a crate because they, they don't need all that visual stimulation. They, they, that's just not going to make them comfortable. It's going to mm-hmm. increase the stress uh, for now, them, whereas dogs are much more social. Right. Um, there's also something that they can do if people are having their dogs ride in the back seat. There's also like um, barriers that you can put across so that the dog doesn't come flying through. Let's say you have an accident and hit you or hit, go through the dashboard, to the window, whatever. There's all kinds of things. There's so many, many things to provide us to keep our pets safe in our cars since they're often with us now. So um, I, I really think it's important that pet owners look into those things. Um, having a pet is not... Uh, it's like having another kid, you know, so we have to be very proactive in keeping them safe also. It's like having a kid that doesn't pass age five. Right, never grows up. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll get to 90, where yeah. they can't see and they bump into things and they go in the house. Right. And, you know. and they can get hurt that way, too. I mean, there's so many ways that they can get hurt. And, of course, we all you know, do our best and we're looking at, you know, thinking, oh, it'll never happen to ours. But, you know, my own dog has... Uh, he fell down in an arroyo. And if you live out in the southwest, that's one of these deep culverts. They're man-made um, canyon kind of so that because we have quick running water that will, when we have um, a rain, I mean, it can just come you know, slamming down. So this is how the, the city keeps it from flooding out areas of where homes are built. And 
he slid down one of these um, cement arroyos on his side. He just The grass was real wet, and he went skidding, but he didn't stop, and he went straight down it. So they can get hurt in any number of ways you would never imagine. So we have to always be prepared to, to um, you know, take care of them in those situations. And and absolutely, and, and that's why we teach over 50 actions for survival, because you never know what you're going to need uh, out of your, your toolkit, so to say. You don't, right. and you don't know who they're going to encounter, another dog, another whatever. You know, or if you're, you're a cat, you can encounter a dog, and, and that happens a lot, too. <laughs> yeah, that's there, true, too. There are, there are a lot of incidents. Now, in the summertime, we end up with um, situations where there's heat stroke because everybody thinks if the windows are down, my dog is going to be right. cool enough in a car. Um, or, you know, there's a lot of insects out this time of year, ants and and wasps and mosquitoes and all kinds of stuff, um, bees. And so you have some really great um, tips on that also. Uh, yeah, we actually we cover that inside of poisoning. We cover insect bites and stings. We cover snake bite, you know, and, and we have a lot of information into our program, and we actually have a little psychological tip at the end of our training to help you increase your retention of the information by over 500%, which is, which is a really cool little thing that we do in our training uh, because we do cover so much. But one of the ways that we handle our information is we'll talk about, like, the definition and causes. I mean, you know, what, what is an insect bite or or sting. Like you said, it could be ants and bees and hornets and wasps and and spiders. Oh my. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to throw that in there almost. <laughs> I'm, I'm channeling Dorothy. Uh, signs, actions for survival, those are the other things we do because it really is about the actions for survival. Um, I, I guess it's kind of coming through in some of the things I say, but we have a lot of psychology built into our training, not just for the for the uh, student, but also with the pets. There's a psychology uh, that is going on with the dog or the cat, and that comes in with the strain and muzzling as well. But um, the, uh, the, as far as the psychology goes, it's amazing how people, um, they, they don't know when to take action. You know, if you see squirting blood, it's like, yeah, I, you, you can go in and take action. But like with an insect bite or sting, the, the, it just may be something as simple as, you know, some localized pain and some swelling, and it could be a brown spider, it could be a, a black widow, uh, you know, the, the brown spider's the, the reckless um, mm-hmm. spider, and those are things, and you're kind of like, well, he's just got a real bad itch or something like that, and so it's not really a tipping point is the word that I've been using lately. What's that tipping point for you to take action? So when you know what the definition is, when you know what the cause is, you know what signs to look for, the actions, actions for survival are just a logical sequence or consequence of knowing those other things. So we kind of give you a little wider spectrum on that instead of just saying... You know, We're going to take a break in a minute, but do oh, you, sure. do, do you teach um, these courses around the country? Because so many people are asking, again, our chat room is very active today because this is such an important topic for them, but uh, you know, they're, they're asking about what about ticks? How do we remove a tick? You know, and that's always a very sa- big safety issue. So as you teach these courses around the United is it in various states that you're doing this now? Yes. Yes, we, we, have an, we have trained over 300 instructors. If they go to our website at pettech.net and look at the instructor directory, they, you can find instructors all over the country. We're in, uh, in excess of 36 states, I think it is. Um, I, I, we also have other instructors who can make instructors, so they can find an instructor training program if they wanted to become an instructor and, and teach this as, as well. And we do cover TIC, and we cover in, uh, the, the 
beasting and all that kind of stuff as well. Because a lot of this is, is hands-on. I mean, you, you know, you can, you could, t- it's like a picture's worth a thousand words. Yeah. You know, I, I, I could talk to you for eight hours on how to ride a bike, you know, but it wouldn't be as good as me just putting you on a bike and pushing you down a hill for eight hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, That's exactly the kind of guy right. I am there. Yeah. Well, when we come back, what we'd like to do is uh, talk with our audience in depth about the Million Petizen Rally, because this is a real important part, too. And we hope that many people in the audience who are asking a lot of these questions that actually do need to be physically seen, and you know, your vets can often show you um, as they're removing ticks and that sort of thing. But really, it, if you would go to uh, Tom's site at PetNet, I'm sorry, PetTech, T-E-C-H dot net, and pick up a copy of this book and get your first aid kit together. And Jeannie and I even know how to, we, we have some links that we'll include with the show where you can put part, you know, impart uh, natural, a natural pet mm-hmm. uh, first aid kit together. But that doesn't ever exclude the gauze and the band-aids, uh, right. I'm sorry, the uh, tape, and scissors, and vet wrap, and all that stuff that you will standardly need uh, mm-hmm. to have in a first aid pet kit. So uh, there are things that we will we will provide you resources so that you have some visuals to go with this. But really, I think the best thing is to pick up a copy of this book. Definitely. And if you can, take one of Tom's courses because every single pet owner really ought to be versed in this if you have never uh, learned how to do CPR or tie a tourniquet or how to do um, uh, um, the Heimlich maneuver, whatever it is, you really need to know this um, when you're living with a pet. And it's a good thing we know, Jeannie, we had to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, um, right, we'll be back to talk with Tom about this in just a minute after a word from some of our radio partners. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally. Pet Talk Naturally. We'll be right back. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. To my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Ready to take a walk? Not just you, but your whole family. It's the 2008 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 8th from 9 to 4 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet-related. Whisker Walk 2008, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions 
Where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. I'm Kim Bloomer. I'm one of your hosts together with Jeannie Thomason, and today we are talking with Tom Soames. He is the pet safety guy, and his website is www.pettech.net, but... This next section of the show, we're going to talk about the Million Petizen Rally, and I will just have everybody go to doggy doggy or uok.com, and it's doggy with D O G G I E, and OK, just O and K. <laughs> and we'll have that link also on our site and uh, with the show, so you can come back and check it out in the chat room. But, um, Tom, this was interesting how you came up with this whole idea. I thought it was really a noble thing. And you are, I'm going to let you just tell the audience about what this campaign is all about because I think you're going to be able to really share that passion. Oh, well, thank you very much for being called noble. <laughs> uh, well, the, the thing is, you know, it's, it's kind of you got to walk your own talk and practice what you preach. Um, I've been speaking to pet care professionals, pet sitters and groomers and obedience trainers at their conventions around the country for like over a decade now. And one of the things I've always said is, is, to, is to give back. And, and just a real quick side story, I spoke to a woman who just became a groomer and I talked to her about giving back. Well, one day a week she went and, and volunteered at her local animal control because a night smelling groomed dog is easier to adopt than a stinky smelly you know they don't they don't see the diamond in the rough uh, there and, uh, and she came back to the convention a year later and she said because she did that they worked with her gave her coupon out she in one year she had like three groomers working for her she built her business up so much by giving back and now I know that's not why you would do that but we all, I always talk about giving back so I was speaking at uh, actually it was Pet Sitters International's convention I was one of their keynote speakers in St. Louis in September, and I made the public commitment right there in September that I wanted to raise a million dollars for four different pet charities, and that was the incubus of this this whole thing. And so we wrapped it around the book, knowing your pet's health. Now, the the, the book originally was in Dear Abby, is is how it started. And I, I want to watch time here, but the the quickest version of the story was uh, was. Uh, I, I, the comics is, is next to Dear Abby in the San Diego newspaper, mm-hmm. and I saw Dear Abby's headline. It said, Pet Dies. I mean, you can't be a pet lover and not have to read that column. Right. And so, I mean, that just was such a stark headline. And so I read it. What happened, it was this woman who was writing in. She was making Sunday dinner for her family, and she she dropped the roast, and she picked it up with her fingers, and I always say five-second rule. Um, <laughs> but she she had meaty fingers, so she wiped her hands up on the towel hanging from the refrigerator, and she didn't think anything else of it. Well, she had all of her family there and everything, and her dog, which is a rather large-sized dog, ate the towel off the refrigerator. Oh. So come Monday, you know, she... She, the dog was, wasn't really presenting. It was a good-sized dog. Come Tuesday, he started to present a little bit. Come Wednesday, he was presenting. And the, the standard thing that pet owners do, she goes, well, if he's not better tomorrow, I'll call the vet. Yeah. So she calls the vet on Thursday. And one of the things I teach in the class is when you call the vet, do you talk to the vet? 
No, you talk to the, talk to the receptionist. Mm-hmm. The receptionist goes, when can you come in tomorrow? So now it's out to Friday. And when the dog went in, he immediately went into the operating table and he ended up dying on the operating table. And that happens so, a lot too, Tom, because oh, yeah. um, you know, we've gotten people in where you know, the dog is that far gone. It's been going on for a while. And when you go under anesthesia, I mean, it, people don't understand that the danger is the anesthesia. And so, again, you're putting them under anesthesia and they're already under duress. So that often will happen. And I think just getting them from their home to the vet can be extremely stressful also. So They're already compromised. And, and they're already you're, compromised. You're right. Yeah, so absolutely. So, it's important so, to be much more proactive than that. <laughs> Well, that, that's and that's what happened. Is I, I so I wrote a letter immediately to Dear Abby on this and said, you know, hey, you know, we only have like a hundred instructors in eighteen states, but I want to do something for your pet loving readers. And her assistant called me back, and uh, you know, long story short, she ended up talking to me, and I had to send her everything that we do. And she goes, well, I like this, I like this, I like this, and she actually helped me compile this, the very first edition of this, and and we sold seventeen thousand copies in thirty days. Uh, through through Dear Abby, wow. which was really cool. And so with this book here, we've wrapped it all around the Million Pettison Rally. So that because there's a, uh, I was just traveling in Florida a week or so ago, and in the USA Today there was a thing called foreclosure pets. People are, who are losing their homes, they're actually leaving the pet with food and water in the home. And by the time the dog is discovered, it's usually dogs and cats, mm-hmm. they're, they're discovered they're underweight, dehydrated sick, near death, and, and, but they didn't want to give them up to an animal shelter because they were afraid that the pet was going to be put to sleep. Yeah. So, you know, there's a real issue there. So as, as our economy does go into a skid, you know, uh, uh, one of the first things that feel it are the charities. So we really want to do this. And one of the things we're, we're excited about is we have three awesome charities that we're working with right now. Uh, Dogs for the Deaf, which is just Ooh. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, United, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of DFD, Dogs yes. for the Deaf, because they only work with uh, dogs under 30, 35 pounds. Right. And it's I've for seen dogs some for the of deaf. them in person. They're wonderful animals. I mean, they, they it, pick... <laughs> Go ahead. You tell them about it. It gives me goosebumps <laughs> to see. You can watch some of the videos or you see them. It gives you goosebumps because mm-hmm. the leading disability of our generation is, is hearing loss. Right. And so a 70-year-old woman can't have a 60-pound you know, golden retriever or something like that in, a, in an apartment, but she could easily have a small terrier or a chihuahua or something like that. And it's just amazing how it improves their quality of their life. And the two other ones is Alley Cat Allies, which is the largest advocate of, uh, you know, uh, you know, trap release, trap neuter and release, mm-hmm. and another one is um, a UAN, United Animal Nations, and they're just they're a really nice organization. They have a wide spectrum of things they do. They even help horses out. Um, mm. And the fourth one, we're actually asking for your <laughs> your viewers, you know, your listeners, your mm-hmm. your connections to help us find that small charity that this money would make a difference for, because there's so many incredible small charities out there that. The, the money would help would help kick them up a notch. So we're always looking right. for the charities because the the thing is, as soon as we're done raising a million dollars for these four charities, we're starting over and going to raise another million dollars for four new charities. Awesome, that is so. awesome. So you have um, the ones that you've chosen are Dogs for the Deaf, uh-huh. um, which is um, dogsforthedeaf.org, United mm-hmm. Animal Nations, um, that's uan.org, Ellie Cat Ellie's, and, and what's good about these guys is they do the trap neuter release program 
And so it, it really helps with the feral cat population. So that's alleycat.org. And now this one, you're going to wait to name um, who the, the fourth one will be, right? Yeah, and, and it's, it, we kind of took the power on that one. We said we want the discretion of choosing who it is. We actually had someone who uh, suggested it was a tiger sanctuary. I think it's in Missouri, Ooh, my wow. memory. But I was like, wow, that would be so cool to do manatees or, you know, I mean, they're not our furry four-legged family members. Right. But we're looking for that fourth charity that's just really unique, and we meet all of our goals. A quarter of a million dollars would make a world of difference. We'd be able to it help sure put them on would. the map and help even more pets. Mm-hmm. Because actually, our whole mission, our mission statement is improving the quality of pets' lives, one pet owner at a time. Awesome. Well, we have one here in the audience, and she was the creator of our show, so we'll just put a little bug in your ear, Tom. org, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's all about helping humans and animals be well naturally. So, um, and, that's and they have a special needs rescue. For yeah, and they have a special needs rescue for older right. pets. So we'll just put that bug in your ear and hope that people will step up <laughs> and contribute to um, this. This is interesting how you came up with Petizen and, and this whole idea, and I think it's really noble, and you've chosen, in my opinion, you've chosen some really great ones so far. So um, we hope that uh, people will step up and, and, and be a part of supporting this and help you. I mean, that's huge, million dollars. I, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't you know, wait. I, see, I visualize myself on Ellen or Oprah or something like that holding a giant check, you know, and giving it to the representatives of the, of the three charities we've selected. And then, you know, I think Ellen has a giant gift box that she uses on her Christmas shows. <laughs> we can roll out that fourth charity. Yeah. Hold on to that. Hold on to that thought yeah. and keep that thought in front of you because it's really how those things will happen. And how? What is your goal for um, having this happen? Uh, we, you know, we we short we shorten it for for one year. We'd like to accomplish this by the end of the year. And our projections are such that we're, it'll probably take us about fifteen months from the date we started. So by the first quarter of 2009 is what we're looking for. Oh, but, my goodness. You know, we just need some big traction with, you know, with your show and, let's see, a thousand other shows out there. <laughs> easily. Yeah, there's other people that, that are listening out there that also have shows, and they could yeah. have you on their show and, and, and have, uh, you know, bring up this Million Petizen uh, rally because it's really, really for a good thing. And, and we know some of the people. I, I've met some of the people from the Dogs for the Deaf, so, you know, big on that. And um, I don't know anybody at the United Animal Nations, but um, Ellie Cat Ellie's has come up. But we have a person who's been a guest on our show a few times who is, brought that one you know his she supports that organization and brings them up every chance she gets mm-hmm. so um, these are really really it's it's really good way to give back and at the same time people will be getting uh copies of this book so that right. means you know i mean that more animals are going to be um not just through the charities will they be helped but just people having this information in their home because so many people just don't know these basics tom and, well, and you know a, you, you you touched on something about we have the snout to tail assessment and and you know what I, I actually dreamt that up at two o'clock in the morning I woke up and that's I snout to tail assessment best ideas <laughs> and, come huh <laughs> they, some of those best ideas you just got to write them down so they don't go off into the vapors um, <laughs> and and that is probably one of the biggest walkaway skills that we have in our pet tech our pet saver training is the mm-hmm. snout to tail assessment so we've actually put that skill inside the book so that's worth the price of the book right there is is doing that snout to tail assessment. Because if we had another hour, I could spend an hour doing this not-to-tail assessment with you guys and telling you 
hundreds of stories uh, of success. And one of my, my favorites is I just spoke at the San Diego Cavalier Club, and I only got 50 minutes to, to talk. I, I always say it's just getting me to shut up. But uh, <laughs> I had 50 minutes to talk there. I did a snout-to-tail demonstration. These people bought my book. They went home, and they found a, a, a strange nerve tumor on their dog. And their veterinarian had said they never find that nerve tumor until disability arises, and they were to operate, and the dog was, had a full recovery. And they said they never would have found it if it wasn't for the snout-to-tail assessment. Isn't that something? Wow. That's wonderful. Now, we actually probably should have you come back and do the snout-to-tail mm-hmm. assessment on the show, show so I think that would be that. really, really important mm-hmm. for you to do that. And it would be one more show, Tom, that we could help get people interested in supporting your Million Pedersen Rally. And, uh, again, we have to give kudos to Therese Copiwata, uh, who referred you to us, and she's with Pets at USA, and they're one of the organizations that, uh, you know, the pet sitters are the ones who uh, really support what you're doing because it's important that they have to know how to do this, right? Well, you know, it, it, it kind of goes back to the human world, too. It's like when you go to the doctor, they check your blood pressure, your heart rate, your breathing, they, their temperature, all those things. And and we we have so many pet sitters, so many pet care professionals in general who use our book because in the center of the book is the snout-to-tail assessment worksheet because that which can be measured can be improved. Mm-hmm. And one of, one of my favorite stories there is we had a pet sitter. She used my book. She went to the her initial client interview. She did a snout-to-tail assessment on the cat, and they were amazed that she could touch the cat from snout-to-tail. But, again, it's who's training whom. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and she goes, your cat's dehydrated. And the owners go, our cat is not dehydrated. It's drinking more water than ever. Oh. <laughs> Warning sign, red right. light. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, I'm not really comfortable taking care of your cat because I think there's something going on here. And, the, and they went, you're the third pet sitter that we've interviewed, and they didn't say anything. Uh-oh. And she's like, well, you know what? She goes, I'm not complimenting to her cat without getting a veterinarian's, you know, uh, approval, mm-hmm. evaluation. So she goes, I tell you what, take the cat to my vet. If it gets a clean bill of health, I will pay for the bill. If it does not, you'll pay the bill, and we'll decide it's appropriate for me to take care of your cat while you're gone. <laughs> and they're like, okay, they're going to gonna get a free physical. Cat came back early stages of diabetes. I would now, say because he's drinking, and cats are desert animal um, in mm-hmm. wild. As a na- you know, their nature is a desert animal, so they shouldn't be drinking a lot of water. Well, well, now their thing is she's the best pet sitter ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so you got to stand your ground, stand your values yeah. as a pet yeah. care professional. Well, Tom, yeah. you're not going to believe this. We have run down to the end of the show, but we're definitely going to have you oh. back to do the um, uh, snout-to-tail assessment on the show and also to continue raising uh, funds for your Million Pettison Rally. And uh, so we encourage everybody to go to uh, PetTech.net and pick up a copy of Knowing Your Pet's Health, from uh, the, A Guide for Optimal Wellness from Snout-to-Tail. And also go to DoggyDoggyAreYouOK.com and be part of helping this Million Pettison Rally to fruition. So, um, Tom, do you have any parting words of wisdom you'd like to impress upon our get, our audience? Oh, wow. <laughs> I should have had a conclusion here. Um, you know, <laughs> conclusion. Yeah, you, you had kind of said uh, about learning all these things. We really hope that our training, that our books, Knowing Your Pet's Health, just opens the door to all the ways that we can take care of our pets because we're totally behind the natural health. We're totally behind all the... 
all the new things that are coming out for our pets. And so we really want people to be more proactive in their pet's health because it's, we don't want them to feel powerless or, or, or helpless in any kind of situation. And we want them to be proactive in, in their pet's health because they are our furry, four-legged family members. <laughs> well, thank Very you, Tom, good. so much for being with us. And for our audience and the, and the really active chat out there, thank you guys all for being out here. Uh, thank you all for being here with us. And, Tom, we're going to have you back. So we hope everyone, in, in, in a spirit of love and truth, we hope you all have a tail wagging, hoof stomping, wing flapping, perfectly animal-talking day. Pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally.